1: So this is the All Angels podcast, and I'm Dan Garcia. Obviously no lead-in music, obviously no games review, obviously no questions to take. This is something that I had to get off, I guess, my chest. As you know, this is Monday afternoon. Tyler Skaggs has passed away at the age of 27. And for us doing this podcast... Um, at the beginning of the year, we, we took the opportunity to try to reach out to players and try to reach out to, not just, you know, minor league players are cool, but we wanted to try to make the next step and reach out to players that were on the current MLB roster for the Angels. And we didn't, we didn't know how they, would respond to, to the, how they would respond to us, if they would just be like, yeah, no thank you, or just maybe not even respond at all, which is fine, which is fine, which we kind of expected. But the first guy that we did reach out to in the very beginning of spring was Skaggs. And he was more than generous with his time. He said, Yeah, when do you want to do it? You know, and for us who was just starting this out, we were expecting a oh, I don't know, I'll see if what I can fit you in or oh, you know, I'm kinda of busy right now, you know, or just kinda of just maybe not even respond at all. But he didn't do that. I posted something, or I sent him a message asking if he'd be interested in doing it, and within an hour and a half, two hours, he responded back, and I'm just... I remember exactly where I was. I was in line getting food to bring home to eat for dinner, and I just almost dropped my phone. I was so surprised that he responded back so quickly. And the message was always, yeah, sure, no problem, when you want to do it. And so this podcast... You know, like I said, no games review, no intro music, no outro music, none, none of that, no commercials, no sponsors, none of that shit. Because, you know, at some point, life means more than just games, means more than sponsors, means more than any of that stuff. Um, Tyler, I'd like to thank you for taking your time out, not only with me, but at spring training one night. I reached out to you again and asked if I could get a ball signed for the podcast. And you, yeah, no problem. Gave me a time, a place, and, you know, here's my car. Look out for it. And he did that. He didn't have to do that. He never had to do that. But he did because that was the person he was. So for new listeners, old listeners, I want to play back the interview that Johnny and I did for Tyler, with Tyler, um, Early spring training, I think they just reported, but, you know, Tyler, we're
0: going to miss you. So we're here with Angels starting pitcher, Tyler Skaggs. Tyler, welcome to the All Angels podcast. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Good, good.
1: So entering your, your fifth season now with the Angels and this spring training, what kind of things are different now than maybe when you first came into spring training as a rookie?
2: Well, I think the obvious is that we have a new manager. Um that's that's kind of the main difference um i'm definitely uh i still feel young but i look around and i see a lot of guys that are younger than me and um i'm actually the longest tenured pitcher on the right. team now which i find that extremely weird so <laughs> um, those are the two two strange things for me but other than that it feels the exact same
0: awesome so you know your 2018 season you finished with 125 in each pitch that's the most ever you've had in your in a season how did you feel after the season especially coming off you know the injury and stuff
2: um, I mean, I was definitely frustrated after the season because I thought I had a you know a great first half, um, and then the second half didn't end the way I wanted to, and I kind of limped into the finish line. But um, so I was a little salty about that at the end of the season. But you know what, I got got my uh, mind right and I got my body right, and I'm excited for the season.
1: Yeah, there was a little bit of a stretch there between uh and during June and July where you had seven great games where you posted an ERA of one point four three. Um, Is there anything in that stretch that you can pinpoint to where it felt was really working that you can maybe bring to the start of this season?
0: Um, I just
2: think it's the confidence to go out there and, um, you know, just knowing that when you take the mound, you can go out there and dominate. Um, I think pitch-wise, I was really working the high fastball along with bouncing the curveball, which kind of played off each other well. Um, But I think just confidence, man. I think confidence is key to all sports, especially pitching. If you're confident out there, you're, you're, you're tough to beat.
1: Yeah, um, you know, you said it now being like possibly or not possibly, but being long the longest tenured angel pitcher there, and everywhere you read, everywhere you look, it kind of seems like it's going to be down between you and Andrew Haney for opening day starter. If you get that ball on opening day, what will it mean to you?
2: I mean, I mean everything. I think, um, you know, you play the game to be the opening day starter on a major league team. I think that's like every kid's dream. Um. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, you know what? It's not a big deal. Um, once once you get a month in the season, it all jumbles up anyways, but <laughs> of course, it's a great honor. Um, at the same time, I could care less if I do, do win it or not because I want to win. I want to get back to the playoffs and ultimately the, the goal is to win a World Series. Otherwise, you know, why, why do you play?
1: Yeah, I mean, taking those kind of team goals off the table, like World Series winning, getting the playoffs, do you have any personal goals for you going into the season, whether it's um innings pitch strikeouts
2: wins anything like that um i mean definitely innings pitch is a huge thing for me i definitely want to go 180 plus i mean he's had about 30 to 31 starts and then uh i mean just personal goals of course i want to make the all-star team i thought i had a pretty good chance last year to do it but um uh, kind of left me even hungrier this year to make the all-star team and of course every pitcher wants to go out there and win the Cy Young those are yeah. the two main
0: things that you kind of want to do you know, you're you're in a rotation with another lefty and Andrew Heaney and you know, you got you got a young guy in Jaime Berea and, and you know, you got guys like veterans that the Angels signed this season and, and Matt Harvey and, and uh, Trevor Cahill. But is there like a, a in in house competition to one up each other?
2: Uh, I think between me and Heaney, it's just competitive competition. I think we we have a quiet competitiveness. I mean, we play catch together every day, and we hang out pretty much every day off the field. So we're, we're really good friends, but uh, we're also very competitive. And uh, the new guys we brought in, I don't really you know. Me and Matt Harvey haven't really like sat down and kind of chopped it up yet because it's just so busy. There's so many people right. out at spring training. And actually, me and Trevor Cahill are ex-teammates of Diamondbacks, so okay, we yes, know each thanks. other very well. And uh, Berea... He's just a great, great rookie campaign last year. And I'm looking forward to him even building and becoming even better.
1: Some news that came out, you know, the the addition of the pitch clock for spring training as a pitcher. um, How how do you take that? Do you have to now look at yourself and maybe speed up a little bit more? Or do you still kind of take it uh, as a regular kind of setup?
2: I take it as a regular kind of setup. Um, I mean, me personally, I think it's a joke. There's a lot more other things that we could worry about than a pitch clock. Right. Um, I work pretty fast anyways, though, so it's not not something that bothers me. But uh, personally, I could care less. I mean, if, if the clock runs out, oh well. I think I'm the one holding the ball. The game goes when I go. Yeah, so. yeah
0: the, the game doesn't move without you throwing the ball. So, yeah, perfect. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, on, it's, on, it's on my time. If I want to pitch, I want to pitch. If I don't. And I'll make the guy
0: wait. Exactly, man. I used to pitch in college, and I was always taught the same thing to say, "Hey, the game starts and ends with you. And ultimately, you know, it's up to you to throw the ball." So, I get that. Exactly. Um, yes. So I gotta ask. You know, your teammates with Mike Trout, probably the best pair on the planet. Uh, seeing him every day, does anything he does surprise you?
2: Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, we got drafted together in 2009. We lived together for pretty much our first two years in the minor league. So I got to know him very well. And uh, He's just the best man. Like He's a great, humble human. Uh, his parents are great. And the stuff he does on the field is just, I'm almost immune to it now. I think yeah. almost all Angel fans are immune yeah. to seeing how good he really is. Um, I'm hoping he stays with us, but if he goes somewhere else, I think uh, he'll be appreciated even more because all of us are spoiled, get to see yeah. him play every day. I mean, it's just, um, I'm dumbfounded at some of the stuff that he does.
1: You know, and kind of piggybacking on that, the I guess the new sensation last year for the Angels was Otani, not only doing what he did offensively, but doing what he did, you know, what you do, pitch. And, and seeing a pitcher be dominant like he was before his Tommy John surgery, um, what, what are your thoughts about that?
2: I mean, I think he's a great pitcher, number one. He's got electric stuff. I think he's got some of the best stuff in the big leagues. I mean, Dad throws 100 miles an hour whenever he feels <laughs> like it. Nasty splitter, good curveball. So, um, I, I've been through Tommy John myself, so I know kind of the trials and tribulations. It's going to be kind of a uh, up and down road when he comes back, especially because he's you know hits also. Right.
1: Um,
2: so mentally, mentally, at least he'll still be engaged in the game. He won't take a whole year off like most pitchers. So uh, I'm interested to see how that works out. But the you know, Otani phenomenon last year was great to be a part of. Um, you know, it's a special thing. You I mean, you're basically playing with Albert Pujols, the greatest player, and then Mike Trout, the greatest player, and Otani is basically like the greatest Japanese player ever <laughs> besides Ichiro. We'll see if he can become a right. Ichiro. But other than that, it's pretty impressive to have three of those guys on the same
0: team.
1: And you mentioned that your Tommy John surgery. How hard is it to um, still feel connected when you have that time off in between the injury and your return? Is Is it hard to still feel connected to your teammates?
2: I mean, it's tough, definitely, especially when the team goes on the road or even, like, in spring training right now. You know, you, you're doing your own thing. You're rehabbing. You're kind of off on your own field playing catch, and it sucks. Um, I know I make it a part to go hang out with J.C. and, and Middleton, and I know Tommy's kind of hitting and doing his stuff, but I just tell these guys, like, you're still a vital part of the team, and they're they're both, they're both coming back this year, so I'm excited for them. Cool. So uh, a question
0: that kind of just you mentioned uh Mike Trout's parents and their good parents and stuff so me I was I was a uh I would consider myself a I was a close friend of Luis Valbuena um I actually I've known him for a long I knew him for a long time and because of me knowing Luis I got to sit in the family section a lot and I sat next Uh to your mom a few times during a few of your games uh how cool is it to be local and having your parents and having family and friends watch you play at Angel Stadium
2: I mean, it's the best. (laughs) I mean, uh, I played for Arizona when I originally came up, so it wasn't too far. But once I got traded to the team that drafted me, I knew it was going to be great just because it's only a 30-minute drive back to Santa Monica, so all my friends and family can watch me or come to any game they want to. So it's uh, definitely a a nice feeling. Uh, I really hope that I stay here for a a long, long time.
0: We we do too. Um, just so you know, do you know how nervous your mom gets when she watches you pitch? Because she would oh, she I, would turn I, and yeah. look to us I'm and sure, say she, I'm sure she does. She would turn and look to us and say, Oh my god, I'm so nervous and we're like, <laughs> it was I like I couldn't even imagine seeing my son out there playing. I'd be like, Oh my god, so freaked out but um do we wish we wish <laughs> you stay here long, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too, man.
2: Hopefully, you know, do well these next few years and then free agent after uh, next season. So yeah.
1: So something we like to do on here and um, with the guys we have on the on the podcast is not only you know talk about baseball that's great, but also kind of get to know them on a like a more personal level and just kind of pick their brain about stuff like maybe outside of baseball. But so my first one is how does a Southern California kid uh, become a, a Minnesota Vikings fan?
2: <laughs> Funny question. Well, so basically when I was growing up, I mean I'm 27, so. The whole time I've been here, we haven't really had an L.A. team. Granted, we have the Chargers and we have the Raiders, but at the same time, there's no L.A. team. Right. So I was a huge Randy Moss fan growing up, so I just kind of became a fan of the Vikings. And uh, I've been rocking with them for a long time, through the good and the bad.
1: So one of the good things was, uh, what was it, two years ago, the Minnesota or Minneapolis Miracle? Um, take me to oh your... If you were there, if you were at a party or whatever, take me to that time when that play happened.
2: Well, I was actually at a huge kind of party, and it's funny. Um, they were up at halftime, and Trout texted me. He was like, hey, if, you, you know, if they win, I want you to come out and watch the game with me in Philly. And I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. So I'm already booking flights, <laughs> up, and next thing you know, the Vikings are losing. I'm like, what the hell? I just completely jinxed this. So then came down to the last play. With all my friends, I'm sitting there, kind of sulking on the couch. And um, next thing you know, you know, Stefan Diggs makes an unbelievable play. They ended up winning, walk off win, which you never really see in football. Nope. So it was, uh, it was sick.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, you know, we follow you on Instagram, obviously. So, on your IG, I see you were at Royal Rumble. Is it safe to say you're a wrestling fan?
2: Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie and say I'm a huge wrestling fan, but you know what? I had a great time at the Royal Rumble. Uh, my friend Patrick Corbin, he got us tickets, and uh, it was a great time, man. I haven't been to a wrestling match in a long, long, long time, so I actually yeah, I had a lot of fun.
0: Awesome, because I have a I have a wrestling podcast as well that I do, so you can call me a bit of a nerd. Um, who's <laughs> who is your favorite wrestler of all time? And this can, you can be, it can be from when you were a kid or whatever do you have do you or do you have a favorite wrestler of all time?
2: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, every, every kid loves The Rocks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really love The Rock. Of course, I love uh, Mick Foley. Okay. I was, I was a huge fan of Mick Foley. And then uh, The Undertaker. And then D-Generation X is a tag team that I love. So.
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we. I mean, like like we said, we try to get the, to know the guys better, kind of more like so, more so off the field. Um, this offseason, you got married, so congratulations with that. Yeah. Um, how was it be getting married in the off season and still going on the honeymoon and still kind of having to work, um, be in shape for the most part uh, for baseball?
2: Well, I mean, I definitely started earlier than than I would have in the usual off season, just because I knew that I was going to probably take you know two and a half weeks off for the the wedding and the uh, honeymoon. So I kind of I kind of knew what to expect. I talked to a few guys who got married in the off season that are pitchers. Uh, it's definitely tough not throwing for a few weeks, kind of right there in the first few weeks of December. But you know what? In the grand scheme of life, it's all worth it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, my life partner definitely enjoyed everything, and uh, baseball. I feel like it's like you're just confident in your workouts. You're confident you're throwing the off season; you should be fine, unless you like kind of you know worried about certain things. But you know what? I'm pretty confident in my process, and I feel pretty confident that um, I'm going to go out there in spring training and pick up pick up where I left off.
1: So, you know, you being married, first Valentine's Day as a married couple, what'd you do?
2: Actually actually went out to dinner. We were lazy.
1: <laughs> so did I. All right, that works. I
2: mean, uh, we, we had to get up. I had to get up early, honestly. So it was literally the, the first day of our uh, kind of spring training for Pitchers and Catchers. So I literally got to the field at like 6.30. So we went to bed at probably like 9 o'clock.
0: Awesome. We, I saw your your Instagram stories on your honeymoon. How awesome. Have you ever been to those locations? And if you haven't, man, how awesome was it?
2: No, I haven't, actually. We went to uh, Thailand and the Maldives. It was unbelievable. Thailand was crazy, man. Um, I feel very cultured. I went to a lot of temples, kind of centered my centered myself, found my chi <laughs> out there, hung out with the elephants. And then the Maldives was just chill. Um, kind of hung out by the beach, got sunburned, and, uh, had a few drinks.
1: So Kind of going back to the Vikings, you said you're a Randy Moss fan, so I'm guessing you would take Randy Moss over Chris Carter as wide receiver?
2: All, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Chris Carter, but yeah, Randy Moss is my guy. <laughs> what
1: What was your first, was Was football your first love, was, or has baseball always been your first love growing up?
2: Uh, I mean, I definitely love football. Baseball, I think, came easiest to me. Um, my mom's actually a softball coach, yeah. and um, it was just kind of, baseball was always around me, and it was like something that, you know, I never really practiced. I never had, like, the love for it. Uh, I played all three sports, even in high school. I played football, baseball, and basketball. So um, I definitely enjoyed football the most, uh, basketball probably second, and baseball third. And then kind of around my junior year, I realized, you know, the baseball thing starting to take off a little bit here. Do I really need to play these other sports? So I kind of, you know, focused on baseball.
0: And then uh, the rest is history. Cool. So we know your favorite football team. We know your favorite baseball team. Uh, who's yes, your favorite the, basketball team?
2: Basketball team, yeah, y- you know it's the lake Show, yes, I'm I'm ride or die with the Lakers.
0: Okay, so here's my question to you then, because I'm a huge Lakers fan. <laughs>
2: what, the, what the hell's happening though? No.
0: Okay, um, no, um, <laughs> I mean there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on. With I don't, I, don't, I can't even like pinpoint anything, but I'm
2: very mad how this whole oh, situation yeah. went with. Magic Johnson and A D yeah. and we're trading this, we're doing this, we're doing that, and then nothing happens and now everybody's disgruntled.
0: Right. So here's my question to you on the Lakers and is is do the Lakers trade away a guy like Kuzma and Ball and Ingram together just to get an A D? Or is do they just maybe find a different way? What's what's your take on it? What do you think they should do?
2: Well, I didn't want them to, to trade for anybody, honestly. I think they have a good young core and there's some guys this offseason that are gonna be free agents. Well, I know LeBron is LeBron, and he wants to win now, but yeah, um, I wasn't expecting him to make the playoffs this year. I mean, granted, they started out hot. Um, at the same time, I really was hoping to maybe get, like, Klay Thompson or now that him and Kyrie are, are friends again, which I don't know. Though. I mean, I still like Lonzo at point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to work on his jumper, <laughs> which, yeah. I mean, we all need to work on certain things. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely needs to work on his jumper. Um, It's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers also have a lot of injuries right now, so. Yeah, to see kind of what happens this offseason.
0: Yeah, I was kind of hoping that sneak in in the eighth spot at the beginning of the year. I wasn't going to be surprised if they didn't make it. But you're right, all those injuries to key players, you know, set them back. But I'm with you, man. They need to go out and get a guy like Clay and uh, keep the young core together.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could I could sit here and talk Laker basketball all day. <laughs> honestly, I love I love the Lakers. What um? I get a lot of shit for it too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> how bad is it when when Philly comes in and if they beat uh, the Lakers, does Trout let you hear about it?
2: Oh, he, he sent me videos of the game where he just went to recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> me, me, and Trout go back and forth all the time. Honestly, like, on all on all sports my, my levels. Spray, on all sports levels. Yeah, uh, except for hockey. I don't think we really. We don't watch hockey too much, but (laughs) especially basketball and football, because our teams are, you know, usually play against each other a few times. So, So, so and uh, they usually get the best of us in in both sports right now. But we're coming back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So something that I I know is kind of a big thing through sports in general, but probably more so in baseball, is uh, superstitions. Do you have any particular superstitions, whether it's during a game or you know before before start?
2: I mean, superstitions before starts. If we're home, I try to eat kind of like the same meal. Um, Or like if I had a really good game and I went to a certain breakfast spot, I'll keep going back there So I don't have a good game. Um, Clothes-wise, usually if I have a good start at home, I'll wear the same clothes the next time uh, if I'm home. It's just kind of strange superstitions that I've always done. Even coming up to the minor leagues, I, I do the same thing. And then, like, in-game, I usually sit in the same spot. Like, you always see me. I'm, like, halfway down the bench. I put a towel down, and, like, nobody knows – everybody knows not to, like, come over there. just because I'm kind of in the zone. Um, Other than that, I come in, like, after I'm done warming up, right before the game starts, I have to high-five everybody. Otherwise, I feel, like, weird if I don't high-five everybody. (laughs) So, if you guys ever watch, like, the pre-games, like, I'm always – I always do it every game.
0: Right on. Yeah. Yeah, it's so pretty much all
1: I got, yeah. When uh off days, I know pitchers have a lot of off days now. You know, in between starts and stuff like that, is there something you do, um, to pass the time? Whether it's you know, uh, video games, uh, binge watch TV, or or, or play around a round of golf.
2: Um, no golf. I'm not a big golfer. Um, definitely watch, binge watch TV. I mean, I watch all types of TV shows. Like I'm talking like way out there TV shows that nobody else watches, just because I have so much time on my hands, especially when I'm on the road. Uh, I'll, I'll bring in my iPad and I'll just kind of, you know, watch random stuff.
1: Just whatever's on. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so yeah. I want to say thank you and, ho- and we we'll hope for a, a nice, healthy uh, spring training. And, and can't wait to see you on the mound out in a, well out in Tempe. We're going to be out in Tempe in a couple of weeks, but also at the Big A. Sounds
2: good. Just
0: shout for me. Yeah, Appreciate for sure. it, guys. Awesome, right. Tyler. Thank, thank you very you.
1: much. So that was our interview with Tyler Skaggs earlier in the year. Um, And you heard him uh, right before spring training. Uh, And the funny part is, you know, at the end of these, I'll shout at me when you're there. And we did. I did. Um, And like I said before, he didn't have to do any of this. He didn't have to do the interview. He didn't have to keep in contact with us after the interview. You know, like I said before, he, I messaged him again, said, hey, we're here in Tempe. I would love to get an autograph for the podcast. And he was just like yeah sure no problem so um it showed what a great guy he he was you know and and gone way 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 too soon um 27 years old local kid uh, Santa Monica High School drafted by the Angels ended up getting traded away for a little bit to Arizona and then ended up coming back in another trade back to uh Back to the angels and where he spent the majority of his time. Um, again, we want to thank you know Tyler for always being a, a message away. You know even 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 just to say good game or even just to say hey good luck out there he he would message back all oh, thanks thanks appreciated all oh, thanks brother just little things like that. would he didn't have to I mean he's a major league major league pitcher you didn't have to do any of that um so it's it's definitely a sad day for myself for johnny my family uh my wife was there when we saw him at spring training and 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 just to hear the news to to the habit to a good guy like this and you heard it too he was he just got married in in the off season and and i guess that kind of hit a little close to home because you know i got married in their, their off season too so a life that was just, just starting, you know, baseball is such a, such a small part of that life, but, um, very sad news, um, you know, but I, I wanted, again, if you're a new listener, new, new downloader, I wanted, I wanted you to hear that, um, we'll be back, um, Thursday, uh, we're gonna try to have, try to have a normal, um, podcast, but if you guys are going to still send in, we still say send in questions, send in comments, but when you do so, if you want to add a little um, memory of Tyler, or, or maybe you, you met him at a signing, or maybe you met him after a game, and you want to just throw that in the email, uh, go ahead, and we'll read every single one we get of those. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back, I'll be back the 4th of July, we're going to do a 4th of July podcast, or a normal podcast, as, as much as normal as we can, Um but just want to say, you know, uh, we'll miss him. I'll miss him. And, and we're, we're praying and thinking of his family. We'll, we'll talk to you later.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events.